I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Order up. Two PLTs on the bar. Welcome to Poor Little Thing, the podcast, also known as PLT. The podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things. Like that time you decided to go back on Grinder, but all the photos you put on there were of you a million years ago. And when a guy finally came over to have sex with you, he took one look at you and thought he must have the wrong address, turned around and ran away. Honey, use one PLT. Oh my God. <laughs> I am Ryan Steele. And with me forever and always is my ex-wife, Amy Big Bush Goodmurphy. Hello. Hello. Explain about that. Why is that your nickname? Well, first of all, I we were married for a very short time. Mm-hmm. We did one of those crazy Vegas weddings where yeah. we were like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. We took a flight. Yeah. And we went there and we got dressed up in Elvis stuff. It yeah. was, we were both Elvises, remember? Yeah. yeah, young Christian and in love. Young Christian and in love. And <laughs> I remember that very vividly when mm-hmm. we were very Christian. Yep. And then we we did it because everyone was having sex at the time. Yeah. And we needed to get to Vegas so that we could, you could put it and put my, put your P in my V. Mm-hmm. And so we tried. Yeah, it never happened. But then we were like, we don't want, Christ wouldn't want this. No. Because the Bible is like up for interpretation. It's like, yeah. mm, we don't have to have mm, sex. Yeah. So then we did it for many years. No. And now I'm a flaming homosexual. And as am I. What's been going on with you? Well, I uh, have had a lot of family time recently. Mm. Um, Jenny's family came in from Lil Lewitt yes. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've talked about Zoe, her two-year-old. This is true. And she has Vinny, who's a little bit, little, little bobita, mm-hmm. little bambino. <laughs> They're little Italianos. They call them bambinos. <laughs> I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> I speak fluent Italian. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. So they came into town. It was fun. I got to talk about Zoe again for a little. I think last time on the pod, I don't know if we cut it out or not, but yeah, she, remember we, she we took, did. Well, she took a huge shit on the ground. <laughs> oh, no, we kept, we kept that in. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, fucking Zoe was here and she is just 
hilarious. She's a tank of a gal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two-year-old tank. Love it. Because I can smash her around. And she loves to be just smashed. You pick her up, you smash her on the couch. She loves it. Sometimes I look at her and I go, I want to rip your fucking head off. She's so cute. Whoa. Do you ever get like that? No. Okay. Moving on. So um, when we were over at her Nono's house for uh, dinner or for lunch, rather, and they have another two cousins, these twins came and they were premature. So they're quite small, but the same age as Zoe. Okay. Zoe was not premature. No. And she comes from two big parents. Yeah. Anyhow, we asked, we said, hey, Zoe, we, they were all doing any matching pajama photos together. Okay. And so the little ones, the twins and the baby were waiting on this couch and we were like looking for Zoe to come to the couch to join her. And I was, I was sent to go find her. And all of a sudden I turned around, I was like, Zoe, where are you? And I look back and she's fucking, she's just like behind this fucking thing. She's sitting down. She's huge. And she's like, I don't want to go, Zia. I don't want to go, Zia. And basically it was just so funny that I picture her with, like, I wish she had had a dart in her hand, Mm -hmm. a glass, a glass of fucking Ryan Coke. And she did not, (laughs) when she finally climbed up on the couch next to her cousin, she was like, sat down was like all right take the pack oh my god anyways yeah so we had a lot of i women. wish she was like that too she is basically like that just sans <laughs> sans alcohol and, and cigarette but also having kids yeah i know we've kind of talked about this before too but like i don't know how people do it mm-hmm. every time jenny and I are like okay i think we can do it maybe just one yeah and then we spend a weekend with our nieces and nephews yeah which we love yeah but holy fuck are we exhausted. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you need a recovery day. Yeah. My mom's always talking about having, no, Amy, it's my recovery day, <laughs> which means she's had the boys, her grandsons yeah, the day yeah. before. And she goes, I'm like, you want to do something? She's like, no, Amy, it's my recovery day. You know that. <laughs> she has to have a couple of glasses of wine. Yes. Watch her shows. You'd be in her show. She calls her room, her apartment because she has she's <laughs> quite a large bedroom upstairs. Yes. And she goes, she has everything but a fridge. And she goes up and. Hangs out in her apartment sometimes. Why well, should get her a fridge? She needs a fridge. Yeah, truly. She would never have to leave. We've talked about it. Yeah. We got we got to look into <laughs> it. But yeah, yeah. Well, um, speaking of family, yeah. You know everything I'm going to talk about today hmm. about my family. I love it because I recently went to Merritt again. Merritt, BC, if you don't know, is a a little little city. And my parents moved there recently. They actually moved to the Nicola Valley, which is about 20 minutes outside of Merritt. Big country scene. And I know I've been there several times now and I've seen everyone's been very nice to me. Um, but <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm getting closer with my parents and I love going to see them now. And again, they have this German shepherd that I'm obsessed with. Bruce, who's giant now. And I love him. He still pees though whenever he gets excited, which is a little bit of a problem. No, it's not a problem. It's a, it's a, sh- it's a term of endearment. Well, then he licks it up after. And that's a problem then. That's not true. It is true. Every time he, clean, he cleans it up, I'm like, Bruce, no, no, no. That poor little thing. He pisses all over the place feels so bad about it he licks it up yeah dogs but i went up there and i had a good time with my family and we had some wines we only did one shot of tequila the whole time i saw it on your instagram stories i don't think that was one that was the only one i I swear to god my dad tried to get me to do another one and i was like no dad i'm not as hardcore (laughs) as you but anyway so the next morning the the, brazil i'm a little hungover i only drink wine now when i go see my parents it's my rule because the hangovers are too bad so i'm drinking wine and we have a good time and the next morning i wake up it's like 9 45 and my dad's like are you coming I'm like, what? And we had, he's building a shed at their property where they're building their house. And he wanted me to help, which is totally fine. We're just building the foundation. I go help him. We have some good father son time. But I tell you, we were there for about two and a half, three hours. 
I want, he farted probably 15 to 25 times and like big rippers. He had to walk away. Don't come over here. Sometimes it waft over. And he also, he loves doing a snot rocket. Do you know what a snot yes, rocket is? I can't even want to he talk does, about it. My dad is 67 years old and he's doing snot rockets and he's farting like a crazy person. And I'm having this, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have this moment in my head where I'm like, you know, my dad is 67 and you know, he's still going to be around for a while, but like, I really have to cherish these moments right. because they're not yeah. going to be around forever. Especially you know? those moments. Well, that's the thing. And he's just farting the whole time. I mean, it's kind of like, here's the thing. Is it taken away from it or is it just what our family is? Is it adding to it? (laughs) Did you feel free that you could release? I mean, I feel like if he would have done a couple, I would have had a good chuckle. But then when they went on to 14, 15, (laughs) 16, I was like, that's quite enough, Doug. Right. That's quite enough. Well, Doug has major food allergies. (laughs) Doug, especially if they smell that bad, Doug, you got to go to a naturopath. I don't know what he was eating. What were you eating? Well, he had breakfast, but they don't eat much up there. They have like for breakfast and I, I'm very happy. My mom just, when I go there, I don't do anything. That's so nice. My mom just makes me things. And oh so God. for breakfast on my first day, I had two English muffins with butter on it. If you know me very well, I eat a feast every morning. Yeah. Like a huge, huge breakfast with all the healthy things in there and your multivitamins, blah, blah, blah. And my mom, just a couple, couple English muffins with some butter. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to be that guy. So no. I was like. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, mom. Yeah. But, give her a little kiss. And then you give her a little. Yeah. Listen, that sounds like a nice little breakfast for me. I love butter on any kind of yeah. toast. It was good. I just, I, I always need like a protein. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an egg would have been nice. A little side of ham. Yeah, but here's the thing. Did your dad have that? Um, I don't know. That's, that's right. That was the question. We got I don't know what he ate. I'm going to have, I'll text him. Yeah. Text him. And it'll take a while to get back to me. Hey, did you, <laughs> does your dad um, have any tattoos? Uh, oh, that's funny you ask. Yes, he has a nice elk on his left bicep, I believe. What's the meaning? I think it's something to do. Is it an elk? I think it's something to do with his uh, sign. Is that a thing? He's a hold the boat. Doug is into astrology. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm making this up. I, I, I don't really know. He was, his birthday is April 1st. I don't know what that sign yeah, is. Me neither. I don't know. Capri- Capricorn. If, no, it's not. I'm a Capricorn and I'm January. But isn't that what the horns are? Capricorn. Or am I just thinking um, corn horn? Maybe. Oh, fuck. Listen, you need to find out if he's into astrology because I need to know. <laughs> and you know that about yes. me. Listen, I want to talk about tattoos. Yeah. I was thinking the other day about, I don't have any tattoos because I'm too scared. I've always wanted them. Yeah. Always like since the, since the day I was born, honey, I was, wow. you know, five years old thinking, Hey, I want to, I want a fucking, you know, knife on my bicep. I get it. I yeah. Get it. Right I get it. I get here. It. Right. Yeah, a big yeah. dagger. Okay. Something crazy. And I guess because my dad has, my dad has a lot of tattoos. And then my brother, my, one of my brothers went on to have a lot of tattoos. Anyways, his mm-hmm. wife has a lot of tattoos. Here's the thing. I really want a tattoo, but I'm too scared. Still. What if I regret it? Well, I regretted mine. So I get it. Okay. Well, you had a nice blue lightning bolt. I would have never regretted that. I love that tattoo. <laughs> it just was, it was misplaced and it was an ugly color of blue. I could have been smarter. Some people just have the outline of a lightning bolt. Yeah. That's, I like that. I like blue. It's yeah. my favorite color. Same color as my sunfire. Listen, that's your car. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, in high school, some of my friends got tattoos. Mm-hmm. In uh, high school? Yes. Well, that's young. I had a friend. She also went to raves, though. Oh. In high school. And, and did E. You And for our listeners, E is MDMA. Okay? Back in my day, it was called Ecstasy E. He got an E. Wanted to eat at night. And then suddenly it started, like, I remember about 10, 12 years ago, everyone's calling it M now. And I'm like, ew, what is M? You can't just make up a new thing. And I was like, it's MDMA. Are they both the thing? It's the same, same thing. thing. Well, apparently MDMA is like pure. Mm-hmm. In ecstasy, you don't know what you're going to get, but it's mostly MDMA. I only want the pure stuff. Yeah. I like a little crystal in mine. Okay. That's no, I should, hey, hey. Margo, edit that Margo, out. Margo, edit that out. Christ I don't Lord do drugs is, anymore. Christ Lord is listening. Is. And if you're going to act like that, you're yeah. going to fucking hell. Yeah, I know. 
Okay. Anyways, this girl, I knew she got a tattoo and she got this big fairy. I, I, she's a great, great woman. Still, still semi in contact. Okay. I'm always afraid to, to talk, make people feel bad. You talk to a lot of your friends from high school. Style. Yeah. I talked to a few of my friends from high school. You don't say you do. You go to red Robin parties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't piss me off. I hadn't talked to m- most of them in 20 years. Yeah. Well, only two of my really good friends are from high school. Okay. It's not three. a bad, not a bad thing. There's three of them. You were trying to put me down. You're taking offense to it. Well, it's because Jenny makes fun of me. Well, why is she talking to me like that? Well, I'm going to have to talk to her. Um, anyhow, she had a, thanks. Sorry. She had a, um, big fairy tattoo that <sighs> seemingly went a fairy. Okay. That went from her hit like her back yeah. all the way up halfway up her she back got this in high school yes and oh. then she got her an astrology sign yeah. i think she still loves them which is great good on you but like is she I'm, trash no oh, okay. oh, she's your friend Sorry. i told you she's my friend <laughs> you're trash i am trash we know that <sighs> don't hurt me y'all shut up okay um anyhow she knows she's great and like maybe she doesn't regret it i don't know i should ask her we don't talk that much but when we do i should ask her mm-hmm. should i do you regret your tattoos <laughs> <laughs> if, hey. if it comes up naturally <laughs> okay i'll ask but yeah i was thinking about like so many people that got tattoos in high school i'm like oh my god and i wanted to say if you're listening right now follow us at ryan and amy show on instagram and please please dm us your high school tattoo pictures <laughs> because i need to see and then we want to share them okay so you're talking about raves yeah well okay first of all i was a huge raver but not in high school it was post high school but that was how i found myself i've seen that picture of you with oh. with the huge flared pants <laughs> alien sunglasses yeah. and a tight canuck shirt yeah always <laughs> repping I'm, I'm wearing a canuck shirt right now well um okay but this weird thing and you know if anyone's driven through Merritt or like been there my my this is now like the third time i've seen this guy there's a guy when you're driving down like the main road in Merritt, and he is wearing a mask from V for Vendetta. Do you know that mask? It's like kind of like the long, it's like white and black, but a long mustache. Yes. And it's kind of scary. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and then he's just wearing all black and he just rave dances on the side of the road as you drive by. Where? Just in Merritt on the side of the road on like the main drag. And me and my mom were driving yesterday and I got my phone out and oh, he was, it was too late. I was like, I wanted to Damn. Instagram story him because yeah, I love attention, but um, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And my mom was like, he means no harm. He just goes up there and he dances. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't really want to talk too much about it because you know, who knows what's going on with him. But as long as he's not, you know, stealing anything, that's, you know, he just likes hurt, rave hurt dance. Anybody. But like, I guess he's got no job or like, he's just, why would you just put, Hey, hey I'm going to go now. You put your mask on yeah. and you go to this side road in Merritt and you just rave dance. And I don't even think there's any music. I need to say something. Yeah. That is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't, I, I, he puts on that mask, mm-hmm. which is horrifying. Yeah. And then he rave dances to no music yes. in Merritt. Yeah. He might have, who knows? He might have little earbuds on or something. I hope he does. I hope he does. But if not, I guess get it. But yeah. take that mask. I can't know why that mask. That's a bit scary. It is a bit scary. It's, like a bit scary oh, it's actually even scarier than the screen mask, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what? I always was jealous because like I always wanted to go to raves. Like I'm kind of jealous of that guy just like living his rave fantasy. Okay, yeah. Because like I I love the beats. I wanted to dance, dance, dance. But I was like too insecure in high school to dance and like really show my moves. But okay. at home, I like loved to dance. Yeah. And I was like, mom, look at this shit. Like Whoa. this is fucking the shit. And she'd be like, okay, honey, now let's go. <laughs> we have catechism tonight. We're going. Okay. Nice moves, honey. Nice moves. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that guy, um, I don't want to, I well, kind of want to see that guy. Try and get a vid. I do want to get a vid. And I want to like, See yeah. if he has a handle. He might have a ra- merit raver. Yeah, I would like this relationship to escalate. Scary. I bet you his handle is just type in at scary merit raver man. <laughs> I bet you will. I'm going to check right now. Yeah, check right now. Beep, boop, yeah, pop, he's beep. there. There he is. Wow. Tag him. 
Get in contact. Whoa. Hey, if you're listening, nope. I'm too scared. I don't know. I was going to invite him on the <laughs> no. pod. No. No, no, no. Anyhow. Listen, I just finished something. Okay. A new show. A new show. Oh, you know, I like go. to talk about reality oh, shows. Of course. It's called The Ultimate. Never heard of it. Okay. You are really, again, getting me fired up about shows that you're not watching with me. Hey, Love how is do Blind. I, oh, go on. I, I watched Love is Blind. Come at me. But I got Survivor. I got Idol. I got all the Bachelor They're, franchises. You got to move Brother forward. Canada. I know, but I can't stop watching these shows. <sighs> It's my blood. You're like Raver Man. He can't stop. I can't stop. All right. How do I have time for a new show? I'm telling you, you okay. stay up late. I know. Playing I your, matching your tasty treats on Candy Crush. <laughs> I, know, I play Yahtzee. <laughs> I can't stop playing it on my phone. I'm obsessed. Did you do Wordle last night? Oh, yeah, I did my I got, Wordle. I got it in three. Oh, I got it in four. <sighs> That's pretty good, man. You're a little bit better. Hey, cheers. What you need to be watching is the ultimate. Okay. Essentially, it's I think it's called the ultimate. I hope that I'm getting oh, getting this right. Embarrassing. Please time. Okay, it's called the ultimate. We got to go back. Yeah, we got to go okay. back. It's fine. I'm watching a show right now. Okay. Okay, it's called the ultimate. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm just going to out myself. I had this whole story planned about the ultimatum. Yeah. We just talked for 5 full minutes mm-hmm. and I was calling it the ulti- the ultimum. No, the ultimate, it? I think you called it. <laughs> Ultimum, there's something wrong. Yeah. And I need to go. Yeah. I was calling it the ult- ultimate. But it's called the ultimatum. Bye bye. Bye. Have a good day. Yeah, you have a good day. <laughs> Amy's going to be leaving the podcast for today, but okay. don't worry, guys. You're in for a good treat. It's you're, just me. Hey, and you're, that's, you're in better hands. Okay. The ultimate on fucking Netflix. Okay. Okay. You need to watch the ultimate. The, the- ultimatum. <laughs> oh my God. What am I reading right now? The ultimatum. Okay. Wow. What is her name again? Margo. Margo, if you have a spray bottle, every time I fuck up, just spray me like a dog. <laughs> and I will. That's what we do to Bruce and Mary. Well, it probably works, doesn't yeah, it? It has vinegar in it. Licking up his own pee. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. The ultimatum. Yes. You need to be watching the ultimatum. Okay. Okay. This is yeah. going to be an editing nightmare. Yeah. You need to be watching the ultimatum on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's so. I mean, I hate to say good, you know, like a good hate watch, Mm. right? It's like, oh my God. So essentially these people, okay, there's couples that have come in. Okay. A bunch of couples. Let's say there's like, they narrow it down to like six or seven couples or something. Mm. And it's the ultimatum. Yeah. Right. That's why I said it right. And um, essentially one person in each couple has given an ultimatum to their partner that I want to get married. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Most of them have dated for like a year, two years max, I think. Not long. long. And they're all in their like early 20s. Oh, wow. And then they bring cameras in and they like basically date or like they go on like dates on this rooftop pool thing and have cocktails. And then they decide who they're going to live with Mm -hmm. in the other couples to see if they're like ready to get married or if they are falling in love with this other person, or if they want to leave on their own. Oh, wow. Yes. But here's the thing. It's fucked up. It's dramatic. It's bingeable. Okay. Like, I highly recommend if you just want a brainless binge. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine being early 20-somethings, being put in this situation, and having, in a, in a relationship that you're in love, this is obviously your, like, first deep love, right? Like, yeah. other than high school love. Okay. And there's cameras. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? I would rather die. If someone was like, I'll pay you $50,000 now to go back in time, be your 20 something self with your first girlfriend that Mm -hmm. you were like truly, truly in love with. And we're going to put cameras on you. Yeah. I would be crying. I remember just, it was a fucking mess. You wouldn't do it for $50,000. No, I would be around for my whole life. Yeah, I would do it. You do it. For 50,000. Oh, you'd look like a fucking idiot. 
Oh, great. Everyone's going to think I'm a fucking idiot now. I should be taking the money. I'm just saying it's crazy. Like it's these poor things. I guess we live in this gross society now where like, obviously they have so many followers and Mm -hmm. people are going to give them endorsements and you know, maybe it's going to help their career, but they all look like fucking idiots. One of them got, I'm going to spoil spoiler. We're always fucking turn, turn the pod down. If you don't want to know, turn off your ears. If you don't want to fucking hear this, but one of them, he's an idiot. All of their friends is like, are like, Finally, he's been exposed. You should not be with this guy. They get married on the reunion. She's pregnant. <gasps> I can't. Whoa. But isn't mm-hmm. that kind of happy ending for them? No, because it's bullshit. Oh. It's like the stupid, these stupid shows. Oh my God. Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey. Well, are they hosting every show? I can't. Yes, they are. They are so embarrassing. She's, she tells way too much information. It's so embarrassing. I remember, and she loves herself all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember when Nick and I were first dating and I gave him the same ultimatum. And then we were apart for six months, but then we eventually came back together because I realized I shouldn't be doing this. Like she's always like, they. I'm sure that they think it's cool to like be real and yeah. like show that they're not perfect Good for them, but they truly, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not, I'm not talking to you anymore. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Hey, I was just saying, you know, like what do you want to talk about? They figured it out. I, I only got one more thing to say. So, um, but you know, every time the because I don't drive, um, <laughs> every time my parents take me to the bus station yeah. to send me off back to you know, the big city of Vancouver, yeah, um, I want to go to Walmart because there's a Walmart in Vancouver, but it's not close to downtown, and, and so I, I we go to Walmart. It's right. Is it a super Walmart? It's pretty big. I, I don't, I don't think it's super, but oh, it's, oh. it's right. It's right by the the bus station, and we always go to Walmart because I always need some new socks or just something. You know, I like think that big, huge tub of gum. I like the two big tubs that come in now, like those oh. little, you know, little buckets kind of thing. It's yeah, just, yeah. You know, I don't like all the waste of like the packages and stuff. Anyway, we're in there, and I think I have everything I need. Walk by the book section. What do we see up there? What Molly Shannon's new book, Hello oh, Molly. Oh my god! Without even a second thought, I and I don't read. I'm like, I will take this book. And I took it and I bought it. And Molly was not there to sign it, unfortunately. Oh. Maybe next time. Yeah. But um, I started reading it last night. And I guess the reason I'm bringing it up, because I know that you and I both have a huge, huge obsession with SNL alumni and perfect woman, Molly Shannon. Molly fucking Shannon. Yeah. She's a god. She's a god. Honestly, if I may interject. Yeah, of course. If please. I may add. Please come on in. To the love fest. Yeah. Of, of Molly Shan. I remember seeing Molly Shannon for the first time. She was like our, you know, our coming of age. Our, mm-hmm. our, I saw her and I saw, I remember distinctly thinking, oh my God, she's so weird. Mm-hmm. The way her body moves and her face. And she was always like doing quick, jolty movements. And using her hands so much. Yes. And using her hands so much in weird ways. And like, even if she was like pointing at something, her hand would be in a really stiff, curled, yeah, weird hand. Sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember loving it. And relating to it so much and then like learning so much from her too. Yeah. And obviously the fact that she was a female, you know, in a sea of fucking male comedians or whatever, but yeah. nobody was doing. And in my, in my opinion, no one is doing or could ever hold a candle to yeah. what Molly Shannon does. Yeah. Do you know that? Um, do you remember the Vicky Gabbro show? Yes. Okay, so that was a local talk show filmed in Vancouver. Holy shit, blast from the this past. This is like maybe 15 years ago, maybe more. I, I was living downtown. I remember I was sleeping. I get a message that morning from, I'm going to say his name again. We've already brought him up. Do, we're going to have to edit it out. No, it's our good friend, Sean Ayers. Oh. So he calls me, texts me, whatever. He's like, girl, Molly Shannon's on Vicky Gabbro today. We need to go. So I fucking, I don't even think I had a shower, which is unusual for me. Put on my clothes, you know, obviously did my hair, met up with Sean. We go to the Vicky Gabbro show. We're like in the second row and Molly Shannon's like literally like, you've never told me this. I don't think I've ever told you this, Um, but she's literally like 10 feet away from us. And we're just like, ah, 
like, what's it girl fanning? What's it called? Fangirling. <laughs> girl fanning. We're girl fanning. We're fangirling. Yeah. In the second row, just a couple of like, you know, mid twenties, the twinks at yeah. the time. Yeah. I'm huge now. But um, yeah, Molly Shannon was there. And it was just, oh, and then I, I guess what I also wanted to say about her too, is just like, she's kind of had a resurgence the last few years, yes. you know, like now that she, you know, she had a family and stuff. She was probably always working just maybe like staying out of the limelight a bit. But now I think she's on like four different television shows. She is now like, I'm going to assume uh, a number one selling book. She's just, she's back and she still looks amazing. She still is exactly the same with her humor and mannerisms. She should host SNL. Oh my, I, I, you know what? I think you're manifesting. Yeah, I think she has maybe once, but I don't know if she she did. It was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. She's all over the place. She played an, you know what she's really good at? It's not all comedians can do drama or like a form of drama. I can. Okay, I agree. You're very good at it. Um, she was, she's done so many things. She was, uh, I remember seeing her in the, in a different kind of role for her, which was, she played the best friend role in the movie, the Christmas movie Serendipity, okay. which I've seen a trillion times, yeah. but she still has weird Molly Shannon. Like she's really cute and sweet and like, it's not a comedy. It's, yeah. a, it's a romantic, I guess it's a romantic comedy maybe, but anyway, she's just so good at it mm-hmm. and she's not too big, but she has these weird little things that she does. And I'm like, there she is. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she's always showing up, you know, in mm-hmm. these roles. And then she played recently played um, a mother, a sort of snotty, sort of like you know Caucasian rich mother in um, White Lotus. Okay, oh, I need I'm to watch. Never going to stop yeah. saying it. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. She played it so well, so cringeworthy. She just obviously has it all. Um, and basically, we wanted to ask right now. The reason we really brought this up: if anybody out there knows Molly Shannon's phone number, has her email, you know, if you're her second cousin, hook us up. We want her on the pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we- I don't think I could do it. Honestly, I don't. If I, if we were on zoom with her and we were looking at her and she was talking, mm, yeah. I think I just fucking ball. Yeah. I don't know what I would I'd do. Have to put a towel underneath you. One time I was featured on, um, who ha ha the website, the female comedians website, mm. which is so like such an amazing website. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. And I was, they, it was just like how it worked on their thing. It was, had nothing to do with me and her like being together, but they featured my picture and her picture beside oh. each other on the same like page you made it i almost i just couldn't even see that i screamed and cried at that so if she were talking here i probably could die and be happy yeah i'll tell you that much that's how much we love her yeah you know what we usually charge our podcast guests one thousand dollars yes on the show molly not very much or do you do half price maybe yeah i don't know we'll talk talk about 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 our manager um but you know we should probably get onto our guests yeah we have a great one today we have a really good one Our guest today is the creator of such films as I Am Chris Farley, Farmer Bro, A Brony Tale, Freaks and Geeks the Documentary, and the currently airing television show Secrets of the Chippendales Murders. I love it. So much eye candy. Our good friend and former gay bar cage dancer, it's Brent Hodge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hi, honey. How you doing, little sweetie? I'm good. Um, Amy has a nickname for me, which is Little Sweetie, and we're just going to we're, we're not going to use that for today. That's yes. our own personal. No, we're going to use it. Don't that's... call me little sweetie. Okay. Oh, starting well. it off on the right Sorry, foot. Brent. Always Sorry, Brent, Brent has a problem and you were, you, Brent has a lot of problems. And we're probably going to get into those <laughs> yeah. this episode, yeah. but we are still excited to have you, honey. Little, mm-hmm. little, not going to call you little sweetie, even though that's what you are. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Everything's great. We're doing a documentary on Viagra right now. Oh, big in the gay community. Yeah. Cause I've done my research. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have sex, if, if you have sex, yeah, Ryan doesn't have, I sex. don't have sex. So I don't have to worry about oh. that. Or if you do other drugs and then it like, yeah. Oh, and I, I don't do drugs. No, Ryan doesn't do drugs. I'm a good boy now. All right. So <laughs> it's a, it's a really fun documentary, but the, 
balance between science and party is and and and, and dick jokes is really really hard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hard at that level. <laughs> Listen, Viagra coming in hot. This guy, Brent. For our listeners that don't know who you are. First of all, get out from under your rock. Yeah. Because this guy's up up and out there. He's been out there for a long time in many ways. Yeah, he's been yeah, out. Yeah. Um, a couple more ways that I'd like to tell your fiance Magda about yeah, yeah, being yeah. out. But yeah. we'll we'll see if we get to those stories. Well, but, we'll, we'll get to them. Okay, we'll get to those stories. Hang in there. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about um just a little bit about what you do um on the career front and yeah, who you who you are. Well, who are you, Brent? Who Hodge? are you? Well, I started off growing up in St. Albert, Alberta. Mm-hmm. moved over to Vancouver and got into the film industry and I was acting. And then I just, I took a huge liking to directing and making films. And this is, this sounds, makes it sound super old, but it was right when YouTube was starting. And I was like, I could do this. This is pretty fun. But it has, it really has developed into something very real and fun. And we're making a lot of documentaries, a lot of comedy documentaries, starting to move into scripted now, doing a lot of mockumentary stuff. And I just have a ton of fun. Like, this camera has gotten me. I just was thinking about this the other day. Like, I've been to 38 countries because I put a camera in my hand. Something that I think you're really, really good at with your documentaries, even when it is, you know, touching on a serious subject like Pharma Bro, where you go under, I mean, I don't even know where to start with. Can you tell us a little bit, the listeners, a little bit about what just a sort of a quick snapshot of what Pharma Bro was about? So, Pharma Bro is a film that's on Hulu, I think Amazon in, in Canada, but it is uh, a real life comedy horror documentary about the most evil man in America of 2016 named Martin Shkreli and how he, he raised the price of Daraprim, this drug. Um, he was coined as pure evil, bought the Wu-Tang album. And I was, I was like, this can't be real. This guy is to, to give it even more. Why don't we get to know him and I'll move into his apartment building and, uh, and try to find out what kind of guy this is. And then he went to jail really early. And apparently if you package that up with some cool graphics, it can be a movie and people will be very entertained by it. I was very entertained by it. And I didn't know going into it that you moved into his fucking building and befriended him and Mm -hmm. got this on tape. You how many floors Mm -hmm. below or above him were you? I had a way better apartment than him. He was on the 18th (laughs) floor. I was, uh, yeah, I was like 10, 10 up. And it's funny. There's, you know, the, the reason for it is, is exactly, you know, what kind of story do you want to tell? And I don't want to tell a biopic about Martin Scurley. He doesn't really deserve that spotlight. So I was trying to think of like, how do we do this? The media is telling his story. He's on these live streams telling his story. How do I like combine both of them together um, and, and just tell something that's like completely odd and also weirdly hilarious that I'm following him. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to like the inside of an individual, like dissecting a supervillain. And what makes him tick was so fascinating and weird. It was so, he's so weird. Were you ever scared when you lived in the building? No. So this is the one thing I'll say about films is like, you know, that was over a long, long period of time. It took me five years to make that movie. So I didn't really see him all that much. But when you sum it up in 70 minutes, you're like, oh, you're going to run into him a lot. It's, oh, okay. it's scary. And it's nighttime when you filmed all that stuff. But like, I saw him and didn't have a camera sometimes. Just like, eh. <laughs> it was it's pretty straightforward. I think with him too, he went to jail pretty quick and that sort of put a little bit of a wrench in how we wanted to tell this thing. I would have loved to have connected with him multiple, multiple times, but it just didn't work. What about when you bring him a six pack of beer and it's on camera? Where's the camera at that point? Like on you somewhere? Yeah, it was in my hand. Yes. <laughs> you know, honestly on Farmer Bro is the goal just to make something entertaining. That, that's sort of what it came down to. I was like, this film isn't going the way I want. This guy went to jail too early. This is getting strange. 
I don't know what I've signed up for. <laughs> we spent a lot of fucking money. Like there's all these sort of factors. And then later you're like, wait, what did I get into this for? To make something that's funny and, and, and entertaining. And like Wu-Tang album, dude in jail for Hillary Clinton's hair, most hated man in America that follows the, all the, every element of a, of a, of a super villain from a comic book. Like, how is this not entertaining? This is real life. And this is outrageous. And I was like, throw it together. Like throw it all together. What I meant to say off the top is that you're so good at, you know, profiling a serious topic because it was really fucked up what he. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Did, and he's a serious, like, wow, do you ever hate him from top to bottom of the show? But you're really good at having a lot of moments of humor, too. Like, I, I couldn't believe I was laughing throughout that. You know, there were a lot of really great humoristic moments. So thanks. Honestly, it's a huge compliment because that's what I'm trying to do in a lot of these films. Even Viagra, you're like, it's so funny and so easy to just cut to like the hard joke. Right. You know, we had the episodes were called what goes up must come down. I came up with that. Whoa. And, uh, <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then they made three episodes and I was like, Oh, but there's no, like, what, what do we just call it? Like the swell in between or something? Like, how do we do this? And I got, and so now it's the hard science, the hard sell and the hard truth. And I'm like, hard, it's too easy. Hard, it's yeah. too, but then you're like, Oh no, this is actually serious. And you know, one in eight men have ED, and this is a huge, the, the big deal. I can't just joke about this. Right. Um, I've really, I know you guys because we, we started in comedy together and I always wanted to do comedy. And I thought what that looked like was me doing comedy on stage. I always thought like, if I'm on stage, we're going to make people laugh. I'm going to put on a silly wig uh, or take my shirt off as Ryan used to make me do all the time <laughs> yeah. on the Ryan Steele show. Yeah. Oh my God. And then, but I realized like <laughs> the comedy is actually throughout the whole process. I, I just like everything being comedic. The process has to be funny. The crew that I'm on the road with has to be funny. The end result will be, will have that tone if you can just make everything as funny as possible. And you know, I, I will say this, probably one of the only compliments I'll give you guys this entire oh, thing, but okay. it's so cool to me to see, you know, you guys find your way from live shows to a YouTube page, everything like that. You've hit it. TikTok is this, these, these short video, the, whatever's happening right now. And it will look outdated in 10 years, which is so funny. But whatever's happening, I feel like this is the fruition of the Amy and Ryan comedy hitting the platform it needed to. Do you agree? Or maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think no, we really appreciate that because I do think we try and 
hit. We're trying to stay up with what's happening because mm-hmm. things are changing all the time, like you're saying. And yeah. X amount of time, this is not. There's going to be a new thing happening. Yeah. So yes, we are always trying to. And one of the first YouTube videos we ever had, I think, it was like eight minutes long. And my friends thought it was funny, They're like, but Brian, it's a little bit too long. And now we finally like hit the whole TikTok thing, and you know, we're like, we're modestly getting up there. We just hit 50k followers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And but yeah, it was in a little bit of adjustment, but and we kind of stayed away from it for a while. And then once we started going at it, it didn't take us long to kind of find our groove. And I think it's it's fun because you can do so much more content. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of taking a whole day to shoot something, you know, and getting your, you know, the videographer who lives an hour away to come into town with his sound guy. And then we'd record all these things and put all this work into it. And now Amy can come over on one day. We can literally film six to eight things mm-hmm. in like two hours. Like some of the it's concerts so are so cool. simple. You're just standing there, but you have like it all prepared what you're going to do around us standing there with text and stuff. So yeah, it's been really cool to um, keep up with the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. And being and open to learning new things, like being open to that, not being, I think we were stuck in what we, mm-hmm. what we thought was funny, like those long videos yeah. that were just too fucking long. And when people would say they're too long, you shut up, you shut up. If it's you funny, sh- we'd always be like, as long as it's funny, it's funny, they were fine. Yeah. Um, you mentioned recently <laughs> that, uh, you worked at a gay bar. We would, we did it. We'd worked at 1181 in Vancouver together. Yes. Um, well, I just wanted to know about your homosexual experiences while you work there. Sure. Well, because Brent, you identify as that. Okay. For us, you identify as heterosexual. <laughs> you are engaged to a beautiful female identifying woman. I thought, I thought you were going to say homosexual there first. I was like, Amy, hold on. The joke's okay, going too far. I had to set the stage. No, getting yes. to know you. I remember this guy came in and was like, you should meet up with me this weekend. I want to paint you. And I was like, okay. And I, and I remember just being like, okay. Yeah. I've always wanted one of those paintings yeah, of like yeah. myself sitting there. And then Adam like pulls me aside. He's like, don't, you don't want to, you don't, you don't, I don't think you know what he means. I was like, no, he means he wants to paint a portrait of me. He's like, no, no, I know what he said. But that's not what he means. And there's like a naive, like what's going on in the back room, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you don't want to know what's going on in the back room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you sort of learn a lot. I'm going pretty deep here, but like you learn a lot about yourself sexually people around you sexually. I've never been exposed. I've never seen a drag queen before I stepped into 1181. Wow. Isn't that weird? Like even, no, that's not true. The Odyssey, but like before that, like growing up in Edmonton and like, you just don't, you don't really see these things and moving to Vancouver Island. Like I didn't, it just didn't exist in my world. And I think you can go your whole life without seeing those things, but you guys really exposed me to like a flip side of stuff that I was like, Oh, there, there's, there's a whole other world out here in Vancouver even. And uh, yeah, I like, I've learned a lot. Honestly, it's, it's been, a, it's a huge part of where I'm at today, I think because of because of those experiences in those couple of years. Oh my God. God, this question we have in front of us is we read you worked at a gay bar. We know you work at a gay bar. Are you gay? We're just, we're just going to ask if you were gay. The piss idea, bet, And you're just you're you're blowing you're, us away. Yeah, you're serving it right back to us. Oh my God. The, that's so sweet. Yeah. And it's so cool of you to say that, especially being like a cis, cis hetero man who started his life in Edmonton, Alberta. And then, then you moved to the Island, right? Yeah. to the island which is also you know kind of a it's a smaller place and that's pretty amazing that you yeah joined this predominantly queer comedy troupe which was mm-hmm. the ryan Steele show that's where we that's where i met you brent and in mm-hmm. ryan's show and then you started working in a gay bar and are having this beautiful memory about it and and has helped shaped and especially as a filmmaker too i don't know that is really well-rounded isn't it to have a insight into a different world that you may have not have seen you know before having said yes or meeting Ryan, Mr. Ryan, Mrs. Ryan Steele, Mrs. Ryan Steele. Thank you. And then you guys getting me into the show and getting me into this community and, and me having my role in it and being a part of it. And it's really sort of 
opened my eyes to like meeting different people all the time. And that's, that's a big part of making documentaries and films is like most of the ideas aren't pitched to me. They're not thrown on a piece of paper in front of me. They're like really odd circumstances that come up where I'm like, huh, that's a movie. You don't know it, but that's a, that's a movie right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how they happen. And then all of a sudden it is a movie and it's as if it was like, always in a contract and you're like no no that's not what real life is i want to push on something you said too which was so cool about when we all worked together back in the day was the mix of straight people and gay people men and women it wasn't something i think that was overly common to have a a show like that with it you know i think there was like eight to ten of us usually in the cast uh but such a you know diverse group that you know usually i think people were kind of like i thought everyone was going to be gay in this show you know we're at a gay bar it's a gay show but no that's and amy and i that's been our thing the whole time Mm -hmm. even moving forward from that is that we're we both identify as queer but we make we make queer videos. We, we make a million videos where we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We kind of like yeah. just do whatever we think is funny and what we want to take the piss out of and what inspires us at that moment. So yeah, it was cool to, to work with you back in the day in that moment in time. I'm only allowed to reflect on this now, by the way, I was actually thinking about this as we're going to do this podcast today. I was like, Oh, it's been actually like almost 12 years. So I'm allowed to reflect. Like if this had happened like three weeks ago and I was like, look, look at how much we've won. I fucking hate that shit. I rarely reflect. <laughs> I usually am just like, nope, nope, that happened. Keep going. And uh, there's something, you know, there's something about a full circle about it. And, and honestly, I, I looked at everything you guys are doing right now. I was like, I just see, I, like, have I not paid attention? Where are they at? And I, do, I really do want to say, I think you guys are coming to a very specific place where the world is ready for your jokes. Oh, that means a lot. That is the coolest thing. Thank you very much, Brent Hodge. That hits yeah. that. Brent, again, I want to kill you most of the time, but that was such a, a poignant that, f- I, that yeah. I feel that. But also, I think we feel that, too. Like, we believe yeah. that we finally like turn this into kind of like a full time job, you know, like, yeah, it's am I going to your house today? Or are you coming to mine during the week? It's just like, you know, little things come up. Amy books commercials. Um, but if we can, we're mostly working together a lot and uh, it seems to be paying off and we're. We're loving it. Yeah, but it does feel like that. It feels like it's been like that people, and you talk about, you know, for you saying that it took you five years, you filmed Farmer Bro or put it together over a five-year period. You know, these things take a long time sometimes. And there's mm-hmm. others that are sort of overnight successes, rarely. Um, but for the most part in comedy, people are grinding for years and years or, or in the creative industry. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're finally coming to a point where we feel really good about it and we're yeah, we're getting a lot of really lovely feedback. So thanks for saying that. And I'm 58. So <laughs> this this couldn't come soon enough. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I bought my first camera when I was working at 1181. I don't know if you know that, Ryan. Oh. Um, yeah. You know why I know that? And I was wow. just going to say that in the next thing is because one time we were filming a video at Ryan Steele's apartment. I was being emo. Okay. Then. He yeah, was yeah. so emo and he, and we all kind of work as I remember you saying like, okay, I'm going to film this documentary. And he's like, <laughs> and, and there were two girls there. It was me and Kelly. And I was like, oh, I hope he, he's like, I want to like film. Like I have this idea. It was like very serious. He was like, I want to film like your face and like your arm or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, I will do it. Like, yes. And then he ended up only filming my ear. He only used my ear while this like poem, while you read the poem. Did you read the poem? Yeah, yeah it was E.E. E. Cummings. And I think I read it or I like got somebody to like whisper read it or something. Yes, yeah. it was. You know what? It was beautiful. I think I watched it not that long ago, like a couple years ago or, so, or it must be somewhere. I found it yeah. somewhere and it is beautiful. But I remember being like, why did he only use my ear? He used Kelly's beautiful <laughs> tattoos, her, fi- yeah, yeah. her eyes. She has beautiful blue eyes. What is it? Brown eyed thing? Is this because is 
because my eyes I were just blue. Didn't, I, I think it was the tattoos, to be honest, and you right. didn't have any. And Kelly, Kelly was your muse. Kelly was his muse. Kelly was a little bit of a muse for sure. <laughs> DJ Rihanna was a muse. Please, she's, yeah, she's, she was. She was here last week. Yeah, Pony was. Pony Conrad was a muse. Oh, oh yeah. Emma Clouds a muse. They were all muses. I would have to say that, um, basically, summing all of this up so far is that we are the reason for your success. Yeah. You guys had a bunch of questions that were rude and you don't know where to go anymore <laughs> because I went sensitive. You have okay. no idea what to say. I'm going to flip the switch because that's what I do for a living. Right okay. Ask questions. Yeah. What is the best? What is the thing you, you two are the most proud of in your comedy careers that you've done together? Oh, God. Oh, my God. You know what I'm most proud of? May so, I, may yeah. I say just uh, I'm I, I, off the top of my head. I'm most proud of us coming. The Ryan Steele show ended with this group of talented, beautiful people um, and everybody kind of flew the nest and did their own different thing. And I'm really proud of us for sticking together and coming up with this duo that we did that didn't just fucking do things right. You know, we've mm-hmm. been working for years and years and years and going through different fights and different ideologies mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I'm really proud that we've stuck this all out together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, I have to say that we did Mums over Miami are our probably most popular characters. Mm. And we like, we do full shows with them now. Like we don't even be Ryan and Amy sometimes. It's just Mums over Miami Christmas summer, but we did a Christmas show about probably like four years ago. And I just remember that night, like me and my boyfriend at that time had just, uh, taking a break and he wasn't there. And I went home, I smoked a little weed and I just, I recorded the show. So I watched it like an hour or two after performing it. And like, I loved my, like I've had the best feeling during the show, but then watching it back was just, and hearing the crowd, like when you're like stepping away from it for a second and get to watch it. Yeah. It was just, I felt like on cloud nine, it was just like, wow, like we're doing good. It was kind of like, I remember feeling and, uh, and and just those characters. So that's like, I guess and every, every time we do those characters, actually, it's just we haven't done them for a while and we're doing them next month and we're very excited. Did you do any TV shows? Or did you mostly just do live shows? Yeah, I was in Smallville. <laughs> oh, sorry about okay. that. Oh, my Cut God. to the clip hey, now. No, we're not. Cut, Brent, we're not. Margo, to... can you she'll look for it? She'll look for it. OK, Margo, I guess look for the. She won't be able to find it. Margo, season seven, episode three, plastique, about 17 minutes in. I'm a cop, walks in. Lois Lane walks in. I say, ma'am, no press allowed. I remember (laughs) this. You had a hat. Of course I had a hat. Of course. Yeah. And you did you have a buddy with you? Or is it just another sort of like cop or something? But in the end, my character, by the way, was young, sexy cop number one. Okay. And then I ablibbed three lines like. That's enough. We've got the line. I was like, ma'am, there's a car crash behind you. And I don't think they're like, cut, we're good. We got the line. That's enough. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. So we talked about all your um, documentaries, but moving forward, you're moving into scripted content. Is this correct? I am. I'm like, you know, I never, it's funny because everyone, everyone thinks that documentaries are a jump off point to something. They're like, oh, he did a doc and now he can do scripted. And like, I, I, didn't think that was going to be the case. And I actually got into it and I was like, this is amazing. I'm getting to do whatever I want. I just want to try some scripted stuff. And, uh, and it, I, you know, I, I've written a lot of stuff and you're writing some stuff with Cam McLeod, um, who I know has been on the show. And like, I just, I just, I'm getting another sort of creative level to what I want to do. And it's been a lot of fun. You have done so many amazing, huge, star studded documentaries and you've done, I am Chris Farley, which is like, 
I think I already know the answer to this question, but you've done um, Freaks and Geeks alongside Judd Apatow. You've done Farmer Bro. You've done just all of these amazing, huge, huge films that were so good. Um, Now, listen to me. What is your favorite one, do you think? Oh, no. I think I know the answer. Well, it's Farley for sure. It's Chris Farley. I just think that because I think he's just incredible. And I, I do think we moved the needle in terms of the way the world was looking at this guy. Like Chris Farley sort of looked at and like thrown aside as like, he died from drugs. He's part of the SNL Belushi thing. Like, I, I think we should just start forgetting about him. And even the family sort of like, we got to, we got to get this guy back into the legacy world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like probably my most proudest moment was like watching it with his mom, <laughs> like, and his mom in Wisconsin going like, like a little bit of closure, you know, of like, man, my son really did great things, didn't he? I was like, yeah, no, your, your son has like helped so many people. I know this is kind of cliche, but every film I work on now, like mm-hmm. the next one in line has that much kind of levity and has that much importance. I feel like half your stories when you're, when having had conversation with you at any given time is like, Michael, yeah, what are you up to or whatever? And then you start telling me about this new idea you have and you're like, well, yeah, I just got a camera. I got in my van and then I went to it. Like I, I have to go. You literally physically bring yourself to every place, no matter where it is in the world, if you need to go there and, and get the informa- information on this idea. Yeah, I have an RV. It's already in Orlando. It's just getting tuned up. It's ready. Like I have to go fly to it. It's ready to go. He um, just lives in a van. Okay, it's time to get to our PLT stories. Margo, can you please play our music? Okay, um, I think that um, I would like to go first. Yeah, go baby. Okay, I'm going to start with three of us. We'll go around and tell our stories. Here I go. Here she goes. This is my PLT story. So um, I was going to high school at this time in my life, and I didn't do so well in math. Mathematics was not my strong suit. So at the end of the year, somebody sent a letter home and said, hey, that little dyke's got to go to summer school. <laughs> and my mom said, little dyke, get your backpack on. You got to go to summer school. Yeah. You're not going to go smoke cigarettes in the bush with your friends. No. So I said, fine. I'm going. So anyways, I, Lil Dyke gets her backpack on. And she goes, she goes, it's like a children's book. Like little, and not, not this time, Lil Dyke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Previously on Lil Dyke. Adventures of Lil Dyke. <laughs> Lil Dyke goes to summer school. So Lil Dyke puts on her pack and she goes to this high school called Argyle, which was in a um, community called Lynn Valley. Anyways, I go, I hate myself. I'm sitting at my desk. And at this time, uh, your pager PLT story previously mm. has inspired the story because I had a pager. I had a few of them. At this time, I had a metallic blue pager. Okay. So I was at this class. Everybody passed in fucking summer school. It didn't matter if you're fucking dumb as rocks. They passed you because they just felt sad for you. All these little poor little things in here. Mm. So I barely paid attention. But what I wanted everyone to know, because I didn't know one person in there, was that, yeah, Sure, I'm in summer school, but I'm not like you guys. I'm, <laughs> I have a lot of friends. Like I attributed to being in summer school as being like a loser. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just so you guys know, people page me and want to hang out. So I, Brent, you remember my friend Amelia? Yeah. She's come up before. I asked Amelia because she was she was not in summer school um, to page me every five minutes <laughs> to page me every five minutes and just page me whatever. So she was like, OK, yeah, sure. She spent an afternoon at her house while I was in summer school paging me every five minutes. I put my pager on the desk. So every five minutes it would go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, checking it. And I'd like put it back in my belt and then it would end up on the thing. And no joke, this reminds me of my brother's Coke story, mm-hmm. but no joke, this boy goes, can you fucking shut your fucking pager <laughs> off or like put it in your pocket? And I remember being like, 
Um, sorry. Yes. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't control who's going to page me. Of course. But okay. And then again, like. <laughs> anyways, I've never asked her to. Pay. I can. Little Dyke continued to go to summer school, but yeah. she she said to Amelia, "You can't page me anymore. Oh. It didn't work the way I wanted it to." <laughs> Little Dyke. I didn't know what I thought was going to happen. I thought maybe people are going to be like. Whoa. Okay. Cool. Hey, who's that? Yeah. Who yeah. is on the Whoa. other end of that? Yeah. Oh, she's that, so popular. That chick's not stupid yeah, or a loser. No. She's fucking sweet. Yeah. But that did. But that did not happen for no. me. No. So, so I'm a. You, so Amy is a PLT. <laughs> Brad, do you have a PLT story? Yeah. Better be quick too. Yeah, I already told it. What was it? Okay. It's it's honestly it's around a, a massive thank you to Ryan for getting me uh, a job, getting me into. 1181 aka tight lounge the gay bar mm-hmm. but i was like well, first i thought it was pretty little thing until a minute ago so give me give me some slack but a like poor little thing came up i think every day there where i was like <laughs> somebody wants to paint me they're gonna take me to their house tonight and it was like come over here poor little thing oh. we're gonna talk to you about what portraits are exactly or like i remember once a guy you know, he, he ordered a drink and then he like whispered some stuff in my ear and he was like, yeah, come talk to me over there. I was like, okay. And I like, sat with him. And then I remember coming up to one of you guys being like, he wants me to come to South Africa with him. And you guys were like, don't go to South Africa with that guy. He wants no. you to go to South Africa you know, like, with him? Like, and somebody was like, how are you flying there? Where are you staying? Yeah. In his bed? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't think about these no, things. Like, yeah. And it was like, don't go in the back room. You're like, but I'm, I have to go get something. You're like, not right now. Oh and, my God. Uh, there's a lot of those kind of stories of like, yeah, just you poor little thing. You have no idea what, yes. what's actually happening here. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like a, um, ignorance is bliss is pretty much what poor little thing means. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. I'm like mm, you didn't, you didn't know. And we all know you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Best Ryan. The best is when the beer boy situation. And I was like, I'll take my shirt off. And do that. And I, I became the like Corona beer boy. Yeah. And then you look around you're like, but I'm not gay and don't work out like gay guys. So <laughs> what am I doing here? Who am I? What am I track? What am I saying? Right now? Right. And they're like two Corona's please. And you're just like, titties out just going like there you go you know what hodge because you know what hodge you you had a little rip body a little fur in your middle of your chest and the and the boys loved it oh shit still got it he showed if you're looking if you're watching on patreon you would have seen one little hair on brent's chest and that was enough yeah that was pause zoom in brent you're a poor Brent, Brent, you're, you're a, a poor, poor little, little thing. Friend, <sighs> we're not perfect. You love okay? that. You should have seen him. If you're watching Patreon, he like cried laughing. He loved yeah, that part. He's he cheering. That so much. He was cheering for him. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Ryan, you're up. Okay, my PLT story is kind of gross. So around the time Amy was probably finishing high school, I was, you know, I'm, I'm a few years older. So I don't actually, maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm, um, I'm 21. I'm backpacking in Europe. And if you don't know something about me, I'm allergic to rubber. And there's certain shoes I can't wear because they just... <laughs> my feet react and they blister. And it's, a, it's a whole thing. It's a poor thing. I know I can't wear Converse. I can't wear Vans, but I'm in Europe and I, I'm sure I saw these like really cool, like five, $10 shoes that I wanted to wear. Cause we're backpacking for 10 weeks. So my shoes got dirty. I need new shoes. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to buy these really cheap shoes, but really cheap shoes have like, they had rubber in them and they affected my feet, but I didn't care. I just walked all day. And then sure enough, all the blisters come on the bottom of my feet. And then after the blisters come, then, then it all, the skin all cracks and it's really gross. Like I don't want to get into it, but then you got to peel the skin off and it's, 
It's just a whole thing. So we're at this huge hostel, I want to say in like Berlin or Munich. And it was like, it must have been like $2 a night because it was, we were all in this giant tent. <laughs> Dude, wait, whoa, wait. Like a giant tent. You were at a hostel. It was $2 a night and you were staying in a tent? Well, because yeah, like, it, but this tent held like, like a hundred people. I think maybe there was a man who owned a big tent. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, no. All right. Um, but we were all in there and I'm with like my little crew. There was like four of us from uh, BC. And then uh, we met these people in Germany and we're like, you know, what? we're all going to go to Amsterdam together. So we're like, yeah, we're going to go. So it's the day we're going to go. It's the morning. We're packing up and my feet are just terrible. So I'm right there. And I think I'm trying to be discreet, but I'm like literally peeling the skin off my feet and I'm kind of like you're trying to like move my shoulder so no one sees but I'm just picking it off and putting it in a little pile and then finally you know you know scoop it all up and put it in the garbage and then so we're in Amsterdam like a day or two later and we're all drinking and we're smoking weed and stuff and one of those guys he was this really cute American with long curly hair he's like guys 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 there's probably like 10 12 of us now like we met new people and he's like never gonna believe it, it was so fucking gross when I was when we were in uh, the last hostel there was this random dude sitting there just peeling the skin off his feet and i'm sitting there <laughs> now realizing that he's talking about me but, but i'm not gonna say, like part of me wanted to go that was me you fucking asshole <laughs> me these days would have said that yeah. but little plt 21 year old ryan what i couldn't do that i, was I like, just was, i was like yeah i just laughed oh my god dude <laughs> i wish i saw that when i was there i would have fucking like picked up that skin and thrown it in his face that's fucked <laughs> Um, because that would have been cool. That would have been, say. yeah. I could have showed them how cool I was. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the shit I do. I'm fucking hardcore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that's pretty much the story. But I remember being so embarrassed, and I'm like, also, how did he not realize that, that was me? We were friends, and we were traveling together, and then. I don't know. Maybe he was too fucked up or maybe as he was telling the story, he realized it was me and then he felt he just couldn't embarrass me or turn back now. But um, anyway, you poor little thing. Listen, that's a double PLT story because you're a fucking PLT for making a pile of your dead skin in this two dollar <laughs> tent you were staying in. <laughs> also, that guy's a PLT for not remembering. But how many times have you been in a situation where you tell a story and then there's that someone beside you goes, that was me. Yeah. No, that has that's happened. That's what it was, yeah. That is a terrible situation. Oh, oh God. All right. Any any comments, Brent? What do you think <laughs> about that? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. None. None. Zero. Okay. Actually, halfway through, I was like, Ryan's life is American pie. <laughs> that's all I can think if of. If I had a, a dollar. Road trip. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Yeah, it is. Including the like pie. Used Blink to- 182 song starts, you know, like <laughs> a drone shot. And I was like, he, yeah. Uh, I get it. Like it's oh. Euro road trip. Okay, yeah. I'm going to write that down. And how many different kinds of things have you used to fuck weird things? And you masturbate with mm. not pies, but what else? What did Watermelon. You Watermelon. He's like cut a else? hole in it. There's a lot um, of different things. Like my sister's toys. There was a slipper. Uh, the, the slipper. Um, Your pillows. sister's toys? Yeah. What do you mean? Like they're like stuffed animals and stuff. I would like put holes in that, <laughs> you know? Good friend's face. A parent's couch. Right. First of all, I think he's looking at something else and yeah. he's I'm not. Re- I'm actually reading a book. <laughs> he, he muted us. <laughs> okay, we're going to. What You are a. PLT. Oh, I'm a, you can't call yourself a sorry. PLT. We're trying to impress Brent. He's a big filmmaker. Hey, do, do it again. Do it again. Okay, you are a. PLT. Brent, you're so- yeah. Oh, right. Thank you. I'll take it. We always end our podcast with um, a question, Brent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you'll be the first one to answer. Yes. The question is, if you were on a show called Love It or List It and they made your home look so much better, but you, oh, sorry, edit, please. Yeah, I just Margo. wrote it wrong. Margo. If you were on the show, Love It or List It and they made your home look so much better, would you keep your home or would you list it to move closer to work? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so, Brent, do you, would you do you have an answer? What you would, what do? would you do? I haven't seen those shows. I haven't seen. I love it or list it. Um, 
I know that I know that kills Ryan because he loves reality shows. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm like no. I think of this very realistic and logistically, where I'm just like, no, they, they the, the the house has been reevaluated. We can sell it for more. I can I can commute. Uh, no, I don't care. Also, I work at like <laughs> Wait, what's out of my van. Yeah, that's answer? the answer. Are you selling it and moving would you love closer it or to list work? It? Or would you love it or would you list it? Would you keep it or would you sell it? Sell it, I, I think. Sell it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get, get it. the fuck away from me. The show get away, like all of this. I don't know. By the way, as a documentary filmmaker, I don't know why anybody ever wants to be on camera or like invite cameras into their home. I'm like, yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're a crazy person. Yeah. Anyways, okay. How would you answer this? Question? Um, I would. I'm. I'm. I'm same as Brent. I would list my house. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I'm not that attached to anywhere I live. You know, I, I do what I can with it, but I'm always excited to move on. And being closer to work is always my goal. Right now, I live a block from my work, and I love it. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. A cool, very cool answer. Um, this is a very cool question. Well, I will say this is one of our better questions for sure. Um, you know what? I'm going to be different and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to go at the end as they always do. And they say, okay, honey, Amy, what are you going to do? You're going to love it. Are you going to list it? And the realtor's going, come on, list it, list it. And the decorator's going, come on, keep it. I did so yes. much work for you. Come on, little dyke. Yeah, come on, little dyke. Pick me. And then little dyke's going to go. I'm going to love it. Yay! <laughs> and as a, a viewer, I would love it. I like it when they love it. Yeah. Like love when they love it. Yeah. And then they get to be in their nice home for free. Mm-hmm. Like I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm going to love it. Do. That's what the show does. Huh? Yeah. That's yeah. what they and do. And then everyone knows what their house looks like. Oh, yeah. like sometimes, and sometimes I like have these really complex ideas and I'm like, <laughs> and it doesn't sell or something. By the way, I like love selling movies. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I'm like, and then I see a show on TV. And I'm like, fucking, I got it all wrong. Don't I? Like this is a lot <laughs> easier than it has to be. Like, yeah. A or B. Like, oh. <laughs> no. We think about that all the time. We're like, yeah. why are we thinking so hard mm-hmm. all the time? Yeah. Someone had fucking there's this girl, there's this person that Ryan follows on Instagram who puts on a wig, walks with their wig like this away from places and has a backpack. Yeah. And it millions. Millions of views. Millions of views. Yeah, because she bobs her head to the beat and she was like a little overdramatic and the song is fun and it's, it's really it's, funny. And also, yeah, also she's like a six foot five black man. Yeah. So <laughs> Which is also that's what's interesting about it. it. Yeah. I mean, the internet has really made things scary that way where we always think we have to attach to a story and the story arcs and get all complex and then, and then, yeah, somebody like, pukes on their feet mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of views and you're like <sighs> yeah. i'm not doing this right yeah, yeah. something's wrong okay. <laughs> um brett thank you so so much for being on this podcast mm-hmm. we love you so much and um you i feel too. like we didn't even touch the fucking yeah. like we did went deep we could have gone so much deeper you've done so many things you're so successful and you would have such great advice for people but yeah. um if people want to ask you millions of questions and get a hold of you what is your phone number your address and also mm-hmm. how, can, <laughs> how can people find your you on social media how can people find you you haji films right I'm just doing like way less on social media and it's funny it's just maybe a phase or something it's just just where i'm personally at but yeah underscore haji you know you'll find me i'm pretty easy to get a hold of Perfect. Okay. Um, just ask Amy. She'll give you my number. Okay, I'll give yeah. out your number. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put it on the bottom of the screen for a Patreon user. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'll ask Magda for your address. Yeah. But I, I will say, like, you know, earnestly, if you are a filmmaker and you do want, you know, just to get into the industry and you're like, you just really want to make films, please get a hold of me. Like, I'm I'm happy to chat to people um, that want to do it because I think we've sort of come up, I want to say grassroots is the wrong word, but we really have, I don't have family in the industry. I never lived in LA. Like, there is a, there is, there's hope if you mm-hmm. want to do this. There's an ability to be able to do this and people will listen to you if you have 
things you want to say. So um, yeah, please get a hold of me. Absolutely. The best. Oh my God. Brent Hodge, everybody. Brent Hodge, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Poor Little Thing, the podcast. We love you. And if you love us, please don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ryan and Amy Show. If you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies, join our Patreon and strap in because it gets wet and wild. (laughs) (laughs) And as we always say, you You poor poor little little thing. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.